Booze and books may contain boozy language and themes. Listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, Lindsay and I are back for episode 46. Um, We are doing a thriller suspense novel, which from Colleen Hoover which I did not know that she did um, thriller suspense novels. I think this is her only one. I think so too, because I think um, she's actually classified as like a fiction YA author. What? Yeah. Oh, that seems which, very weird. Because she definitely, I feel like she definitely writes adult fiction novels. Oh no, it's like, adult fiction plus YA books. Oh, got it. I didn't know. Which is so weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that's what I thought. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Because I didn't think she did either. <laughs> but besides that, <laughs> um, so it's her only thriller as far as we know um, for Colleen Hoover. And we're drinking Noble Vines um, from Noble Vines, I think. From where? What's, is it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the vine, the winery is called Noble Vines. I thought it was like Montreal oh. or something, but it's not. I swear, guys, we did our homework. Yeah, really. um but we yeah so it's californian wine sorry yeah yes u.s yeah so it's noble vines but from california oh my god it says it really bigly on the back okay (laughs) anyways um so this is episode 46 and it's uh the episode is called noble Vines and uh, Verity. Um, oh, and the book's called Verity. Did I say that? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you did. You just talked about Colleen <laughs> writing it. Yeah, I think I totally went straight into Colleen Hoover and did not tell you guys. <laughs> the but the book is called Verity. Um, and yeah. So let's get started. Oh, before we get started, my God, I'm all over the place today, apparently. I need notes apparently next time. Anyways, so before we get into the whole us digressing this whole entire book, dissecting this entire book, wow. Um, you can follow us and check out what books we're reading on our boozeandbooks.podcast um, Instagram page, as well as um, our personal Instagrams, um, lynn.said, L-I-N-D dot S-A-I-D, and kirsten.shu. S-H-E-W. Um, so yeah, let's uh, get into the wine. Ooh. That was such a great segue. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'll, I'll get into the flow at some point. Uh, did you want to get yeah. started on, did, did you get the same ones? Yes. Chardonnay. Okay. So I picked up the samesies. Um, okay, so um, 
The white is a Chardonnay, which I'm pretty excited about. I think we haven't had a Chardonnay in a while. Um, so I'm pretty excited, especially a Californian Chardonnay. Um, so uh, on the front, it does say 446. Um, and it does say the legacy of the world's noblest vines is written in numbers. These numbers identify, identify superior vine stocks that produce exceptional wines. So 446 is this one. Behind these red numbers is a noble legacy. Chardonnay 446 is named for Chardonnay vine stock four, which traces its origins to the noble vineyards of France's Burgundy region. Esteemed by nobility for centuries, certain superior vine stocks have proved their exceptional quality over time. Noble Vines takes the best of these vine stocks identified today by number and cultivates them in California. Chardonnay Vine Stock 4 thrives in Block 46 and other sites of our Monterey Vineyard and gives finesse to the Chardonnay. Its silky apple, citrus, and toasty vanilla notes pair well with seafood, creamy pastas, and sauteed chicken. So excited. Ooh. Oh, it smells very crisp, like as soon as you open the bottle. And did you just say crisply? Crisp as soon as you oh. open the bottle. The bottle. I can I, I heard you. <laughs> crisp, crisply. Um, <laughs> you guys are in for a treat with me and Lindsay today. <laughs> as per usual, I'm exhausted. But what else is new? Anyway. Um, uh, so it's like normal Chardonnay color. It's like definitely um, like a golden yellow. Smells very like like a Chardonnay would. Um, there's a bit of a buttery smell to it. Kind of very like uh, similar to bread and butter Chardonnay, I find. Um, okay. Like a lot in my mind, actually. Uh, I get a lot of the apple that it would had mentioned. Uh, as well as some, some citrus a little bit. Um, it said vanilla, didn't it? I think it's, uh, I smell some vanilla. It feels like it's deep, deeply. Yeah, toasty vanilla. Okay, so I do smell that. It smells like it's gonna be a bit buttery, um, but it'll be interesting to see see how buttery and especially in comparison to the bread and butter that I love. Um, I'm going to go in for the taste soon. just want to see like right off the bat. I'm like picturing a really good, um, like fettuccine Alfredo with like prawns, like maybe from, mm. from Earl's, like a nice thick one. Um, yeah. Okay. Let me try it. It's like very slightly buttery. Um, very smooth. It is very smooth actually. Mm. So it gets a bit more buttery towards the end. I actually very much like the amount of buttery taste there is in it. Um, I taste the crisp apple like as soon as it touches my tongue. Um, hmm. And at the like, kind of towards the middle, you taste a bit of the vanilla and it kind of like 
hits the sides of your of your tongue, like side taste buds. Um, yeah, it is. It's like not overly light, um, but not super heavy. I'd say it's like right in the middle. Um, yeah, I like taste bar. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just gonna say I really like it. What were you gonna say? Um, it's kind of got like a sweet taste. And that's like what I'm focusing right now on it. But it's very smooth and buttery. I guess like I totally see that. Mm -hmm. Just drink some water to hopefully I try this again. I do smell like the apple. I do feel like I taste a little bit of pear. Yeah. So I was going to say I smelled more pear than I taste. Um, I definitely smell it though. Like. I definitely taste the apple though, but it's like yeah. a mixture of the two, like a pear apple salad. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. That crispness, I feel like is more on the pear side than the apple side, but I taste the apple if that makes sense. So it's like yeah. the two merged. Yeah. I like, it's good. Um, like it's definitely up there for Chardonnay's, I think for me um still doesn't beat out bread and butter um and it's still like you said it's a little a little bit too sweet for what I like my Chardonnays to be at I'd like it a little bit more dry I think too yeah mm -hmm. Lindsay yes sorry you just cut out for oh. a second. <laughs> that might have been on my end <laughs> <laughs> like, where'd she just go <laughs> like I'm here you sounded so worried <laughs> oh yeah because I was like it doesn't look like we dropped the call okay yeah <laughs> so I was looking up this wine so it's <laughs> okay so the 446 Chardonnay is basically almost 100% bold not light what it gets a smidge away from being fully bold okay um it's definitely more on the drier side than the sweet side um and it's a like very tiny bit a little bit more on the acidic side than soft on the spectrum it's pretty much in the middle but it's just slightly oh. more to the acidic but okay. it's, it's kind of still near the middle for the dry sweet side but definitely for sure on the dry side of the if it was cut in half oh okay so, interesting but definitely almost basically 100 percent bold interesting in their opinions hmm. but it does say 847 mentions of oaky notes so butter oak vanilla yeah um 306 mentions of tree fruit so apple pear um green apple okay and 209 of citrus so like citrus, lemon, grapefruit. Yeah. But grapefruit. Hmm. I think I smell a little bit more of the citrus. I don't really taste. Yes. Than, Agreed. Um, citrus. Agreed. Yeah. I very So much. I guess, yeah, I just, I just smelled it again. And I get like, I think that buttery vanilla toasty smell with a smidge of like a citrusy lemon or something like that. Yeah. And then like the apple pear butter taste when I'm drinking yes. it. Yes. That sums it up perfectly is what I'm experiencing too. Would you, I can definitely see you 
getting drunk on this. Like I was, we like, sure. Uh-huh. And I only say that because you drink pretty fast, and I'm pretty sure that if we were doing like a movie oh, night yeah. kind of situation, that you totally drink this like with water because it's just so smooth true. and buttery. It's true. But you probably wouldn't think about it. Uh, you're not wrong, <laughs> and that might be what happens down the road. Tonight? Probably, probably no, probably not tonight. <laughs> I have to get. I too have to get up early, even if I don't work. I, but, uh, but. Yeah, it's like good. I because it feels a little bit heavier when you drink it. I don't know if I would like rate it super high for my um I say that I still want to like I like it. Um I think I'm just trying to think or actually find where my um list is of all my wines. I would probably put it at a 3.5 out of 5. 3.5 out of 5? Yeah. Hmm. It's just, even though it's very smooth, it's a smidge, like I can't stop thinking about how like sweet it is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give it like, a 2.7 Ooh, okay just because the sweetness is just throwing me off that's fair um but yeah so there you have it oh did do you want to know how much they were do you want to wait um you already know (laughs) excuse me I don't know if you heard me sneeze, but I sneezed. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, sorry. I was preparing to sneeze, so that's why I didn't answer you. Uh, yes, please tell me how much it is. Um, it is, so all of the bottles are the same price. Um, and by all, I mean both of the bottles, there's not more than two, um, are $20 Canadian. 20 Yeah. Thanks. So I, I mean, think this site says it's like $22.99 is the average line oh okay well then I got it for a steal at (laughs) (laughs) $19.99 I know it's crazy (laughs) not that bad actually for for well I guess it's white wine though isn't that's true I don't know it's hard to for me to judge like good well i guess your bread and butter is like what 20 something uh unless you go from costco it's like 22 unless yeah unless you go to costco and it's like 15 bucks which is so much better please tell me you get it from costco yeah i went today picked up a bottle (laughs) only one i know blast me (laughs) yeah yeah oh would you buy it again um for the price yeah I think like the value of the taste um is decent um I think like in comparison to bread and butter Mm -hmm. if I'm gonna stop at Costco or even if I'm at the liquor store 
because of like the similar price point, I would probably go bread and butter over it always, regardless. So like, really, I don't see myself buying it again more because if I'm going to have Chardonnay myself, I'm going to have bread and butter. And if I'm going to gift a Chardonnay, I'm going to gift bread and butter. So that's the only reason I would say I probably wouldn't buy it again. Fair. Yeah. I definitely would not. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's okay. Honestly, unless I was, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you go. I was just going to say like, unless I know, like not you, because I know if I'm going to get you wine, it's bread and butter Chardonnay. (laughs) If I would be silly not to get you that one, or if they didn't have it where I was going, I'd get you whatchamacallit, the white one. Yeah. Because I actually quite like that one. I agree. I, so I definitely would do that. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm on board with that. (laughs) Yeah. But if it was someone else that likes white wine that <laughs> like chardonnay no i probably still would go with one of those two yeah. i mean yeah. sure. and what you might call is like 18 something at a liquor store oh yeah then it's like why not you get you so save more money cheaper. better yeah oh yeah so yeah but no <laughs> but you can't really go wrong <laughs> it's but true it's true definitely I would go for that I really need to retry um bread and butter <laughs> oh I can't remember if I didn't love it or not which one bread and butter oh I think you said for a, I think you were kind of just like torn on it. Like, because I think you aren't super into the butter taste. Yeah. Maybe it comes off a little bit sweet to me. I don't really know. Fair. Maybe I'm just picky. (laughs) Also fair. I definitely think I'll finish this bottle. Not tonight, but I definitely think I'd finish it. Oh, well, maybe I'll need to eat it with some of this seafood creamy oh, pasta. Right. When you said the fettuccine with like some big prawns in it, I was like, oh my God, that sounds I know. so good. Same. I know. I'm like, damn it. That's what I want. I know. I haven't had dinner yet. I'm not going to order anything, but <laughs> it definitely makes me like wish that I made that for dinner. <laughs> That's fair. It's super fair. Uh, so just have like someone cook for you while we do this. I know. That'd be great. That would be. All right. So, um, I'm doing the Noble Vines 667 Pinot Noir. It's a 2019. Um, the back is kind of the same, but not really. So I'm just going to read it. Some of it might overlap, but um trying to pick and choose some of the sentences is just probably a little harder so who's gonna go with it and you all have to suffer so um behind these red numbers is a noble legacy pinot noir six uh 667 vine stock originates in the pedigreed vineyards of france's burgundy region the ancestral home of pinot noir 
Esteemed by nobility for centuries, certain superior wine stocks have proved their exceptional quality over time. Noble Vines uh, takes the best of these wine stocks identified today by the number and cultivates them in California. It is very, uh, with its velvety texture and vibrant cherry and plum nodes, Noble Vines Pinot Noir 667 displays the traits that earned the stock its noble reputation. Ideal with tuna or salmon, mushroom risotto or roast chicken. Oh my God, mushroom risotto. Yeah. With like, like shrimp or something on it. Oh, don't even. That sounds so good. Okay. Seriously, why can't we have like someone <laughs> read the back of these bottles for like <laughs> dinner options and just make us dinner? Oh my gosh. I would be very much okay with that. <laughs> I think we need to start doing that. Oh my gosh, right? Just hire someone to cook for us while we record. And then at the end, we get to eat. We just like add on booze, books, yes. and, and stuff in our faces with good food. There you go. I like that. That's a good title right there. Especially if it like goes with the wine, then we can be like, this is actually pretty good with the wine. Right? See? Unless it's like some of the wines that suggest really bad wine or food. And then I was like, me. <laughs> But I'm in like the mushroom risotto. I know it doesn't say like with like shellfish or whatever, but oh well, mushroom risotto on its own would be really good, anyways. Oh, I'm into this whole shellfish thing right now. Oh, yes, yeah, all of it. Ooh, but smells okay. Yeah, I guess I should probably smell it now. Actually color okay so usually it will like we've done a couple like different you know noirs mm-hmm. um over time usually they're more lighter this one's actually pretty dark for a pinot noir in dark. color yeah like it it kind of looks like uh like a ruby red but like on the lighter side like um the merlots and stuff we drink yeah so definitely different um than like a lighter uh, pinot, but oh wow, I like definitely smell like the cherry yeah. <laughs> and the plum. Yeah, I smell that plum a lot. Those are like smells sweet, powering scents for sure. Like not in a bad way, but that's what you smell is like cherry and plum. Yeah, and is that the like maybe the velvety? Well, that's velvety texture, but I don't know. Mm. it smells I feel like I smell the sweetness of it yeah it smells a little sweet for sure Mm. I kind of smell vanilla too do you smell that yeah I do it's very subtle and it's kind of like a like a background note but it is I do smell vanilla Mm. I feel like there's more vanilla smell in the Chardonnay but I think it is here too. Oh my God. It does not taste as sweet as it smells. Not saying it's still like kind of got a sweet taste to it, but like the Chardonnay tastes sweeter. It doesn't yeah. have that sweet smell to it. Whereas this has more of a, on the nose, it smells like it's going to be like a sweet wine. And you're like, mm, do I really want to drink that? But it's right? not that sweet. It's not. It's so smooth. And like literally I have never heard a more perfect word for something I'm tasting. It tastes velvety. <laughs> like it does. It tastes like I'm like licking velvet. If that's not fucking weird. 
was very weird. I need to see you look felt it and then try this one again. I think hey, it's like not brought up. insane. And I think like honestly, I've never tasted something so as so velvety. <laughs> That's not velvet. <laughs> Have you looked velvet before? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe I wouldn't put it past me, honestly. <laughs> Just see drunk ones. He's in the corners looking velvet. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> oh no. That's what happens when you're in your early 20s. I know. I'm just kidding. It's a problem. Well, you never know. Who knows? It could have happened for all we know. <laughs> Probably not. I can't see you looking at anything when you're like drunk, sitting in a corner being like, oh, what's oh. happening? Oh, you have no idea, man. I would definitely, that is something I would do for sure. Yeah, I guess I have seen you in Vegas. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't be that surprised, but back to the wine. Anyway, <laughs> I do taste the, I basically taste like the plum and cherry too. Yeah. But right. not as much yeah. vanilla. I no. smell more vanilla than I taste it. Same. I also don't taste a ton of plum. I taste a lot more cherry than anything, like in terms of like fruit. So when we were in the States, my brother has like tasting notes for wine for his like wine thing. Oh which yeah. I think I took a photo of is did you know that there's red currants and black currants and then I think white currants or something like that? I didn't know there was white currants, but actually that's a maybe lot. not white. But they t- smell different, apparently. Oh, really? And I'm like, what? And then yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you and I need to get these tasting notes. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Sasha was like I need to like have like aromas around me of like what each thing smells like yeah legit though but I'm liking this wine this one yeah I I like the Pinot Noir more than the Chardonnay I think 100% I don't know why but I do well Pinots are pretty light like this does taste pretty light too yeah um but it tastes like as light as like, I guess, white wines. Yeah, it does. Oh. And, okay, so we were in the States. Frick. Oh, okay. So we did a wine taste in the States. Totally cutting everyone off of us doing those wine tasting. Okay, so we did a wine tasting of these three different rosés. And one was a Pinot Noir rosé. And then one, the like last one we tried was a Chard or a Cabernet Rosé. And then I can't remember what the middle one was. Anyways, no, the middle one. No, either way. So there's three wines. We the one that I ended with. Yeah, okay. So it was something Rosé. I can't remember what mixture of uh, grapes it was. Then the middle one was like a Pinot Rosé, and then the last one was the car. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon um, rosé, oh. which you wouldn't really think, oh, that's like a going to be a good rosé. So the first one was like not bad. I actually quite liked it. The Pinot Noir rosé tasted like watered down like wine. Really? <laughs> and I was, and like when I first started drinking Pinots, like when I was like a little younger, I always thought they tasted watered down. Like it was just like. There wasn't that much flavor to it. It was just like, ah, uh, fair. 
someone put like a bunch of water into that like wine barrel or something before yeah. they like, poured it and then the cabernet one was like so fucking delicious but <laughs> sorry I had to like bring up the fact that like this is a pinot noir like an actual pinot noir and it's doesn't taste watered down that's fair which unlike some of the other ones we've tasted before is actually probably one of our better pinots we've actually tried I think so I, think. I really like it let's see what they say okay so it's between bold and light think of the middle like right sure in the middle um and do a smidge half and be like like on the half mark but a smidge more on the light side okay um between smooth and tannic definitely more smooth um between dry and sweet way more dry um and between soft and acidic it's more acidic but not too much over the halfway point so out of all of them it's saying that's for sure more dry and smooth than other two which i don't know if i think that it's super dry i don't find it really dry no I just like after not drinking tasting it for like however long I've been talking for probably a couple months because I don't shut up um and I just took a third sip of it <laughs> it actually tastes a little more dry and you try it like leave it for a little bit and then you try it again that okay. dryness I think comes out a little bit you try yeah and it and it tastes a little different it does it does like a lot it's still velvety though I like can't get over that sensation <laughs> it makes me laugh <laughs> what I don't have to tell you <laughs> now all I'm seriously pitching you is in the corner drunk looking velvet I mean yeah I'm just kidding I hope I never see you have to do that but it's joking <laughs> Brian's probably like never what the hell <laughs> um so okay so uh Babino is saying 950 mentions of red fruit so cherry raspberry strawberries oh. um which plum isn't a red fruit is it no, no, it's, no. it's a black fruit or blue fruit whatever it's called um 670 notes of oaky so oak vanilla chocolate so that's obviously where we're smelling that vanilla oh yeah um yeah. and then 398 mentions of earthy so earthy leather smoke so that's probably where the velvety oh 309 mentions of plum blackberry and black cherry hmm it's actually got 250 mentions of pepper, licorice, and mint. Really? Well, spice notes. And then the others are like a lot, like way less than 100. But yeah. those are like 950. How many people voted on this? <laughs> Who even said this? <laughs> That's a lot of people. Right? 3.6 ratings. Oh, over 20,000 people rated it. Jeez Louise. The average price for this one online is $15.75. FYI. Well, don't know why it would be less. 
when it tastes better. <laughs> and it says available prices for 3.6 California Pinot Noirs are starting at around 25.13. So I'm assuming that they're saying that this is a pretty good deal. But how many people voted? Okay, so the Chardonnay also got 3.6, but it was only rated out of 5,332 um, things. Oh. Um, okay. So a lot of people uh, voted for this Pinot Noir or did ratings on it, sorry. Oh, okay. I mean, that's good to know. What year is ours, 2019? Let's look. So 2019, 2006, 2017, or sorry, 2016, 2017, and 2019 are all 3.6. 2015 and 2018 are 3.7. Hmm, okay. Um, 2019 is good value for, mo uh, for money. Similar wines usually cost only 8% more. 2018, where it was 3.7, it says this vintage rates better than any other um, other year for this wine. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> and uh, 2016 says popular among uh, the vino users, more than 300 or 3,300 ratings. Oh, wow. Because it does, it has over 3,000 people. one. Okay, I can do the same thing with the other one, but the Chardonnay only has two like award things where it's um, 2017 was the whole um, popular among the vino, but it only has 900 ratings. And 2018, it says this uh, vintage rates better than any of the, any other, uh, right, uh, shit. This vintage <laughs> rates better than any other year for this wine. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. That's all. That's it. I, this oh, one actually. You go. Sorry, go ahead. No, oh, I was just gonna say the Chardonnay. So, like the vino tells you what like food it kind of goes with. Well, more of like what not dishes. Like box, the back of the bottles actually tell you like more like specific foods. But this says it goes with good with pork, rich fish like salmon vegetarian and poultry and the chardonnay goes better with beef veal game or and poultry mm. okay now what were you gonna say oh i was gonna say what would you rate this on your own personal scale um I would say hmm. I'm going to give it a 3.8. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I quite liked it for Pinot Noir. It's a good price for it. And I'm definitely going to drink the whole bottle. Nice. Nice. I like it. Would I buy it again? Probably not. No. But that's only because 
the only time I drink Pinot Noirs if someone else buys them for me and I drink it. (laughs) (laughs) Or if we're doing a podcast. (laughs) If I'm buying wine for me to just consume myself or whatever, if I'm taking it to someone else's house or anything like that, my first thought is not, oh, Pinot Noir. Yeah, that's fair. So that's mainly why it's not because I don't think it's good. It's just more of the fact that like, I personally, as we all have heard me say, I'm more of a cab, Syrah type person, whereas more specifically cabs, Pinots are completely on the opposite spectrum. So while it's good, I won't specifically drink it as like my own personal wine. Like if I have dinner with my parents, sometimes if my dad gets good Pinot Noirs, it might be a drink while you cook wine. Oh yeah. Drink while you eat wine. I get you. So, so it's kind of like a substitute if you want something a little different than rosé or char- or a white. While we do things sometimes. Ooh. Yeah, that's my thoughts on it. You? I would rate it a three point nine out of five. <laughs> nice. I like. Well, they're. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I I don't have like too much to like say about it. Like it was good. Would I buy it again if I need a Pinot Noir? Probably for the price. I think it's like I'm looking at my list of Pinot Noirs and oh, actually, never mind. I'd probably go with Prophecy because I liked Prophecy more and it's only like a dollar more. So never mind. I don't know if I'd buy it again, but only because of a technicality. Um, I wouldn't say no to it and I don't find it overly gross. I like it. I just, um, yeah, I just don't have too, too much to say about it. I like it more than some other Pinot Noirs, Merlots, Cab Stabs I've had. Um, yeah, I like it more than the Chardonnay. I will say that. Yeah, I think we both definitely agree on the fact that it's very day. It's fair. Which is not very often that we agree on that. I know, right? Which I'll take. Right. Anytime we agree on wine, <laughs> I definitely take. It's always a plus. <laughs> right. But yeah, this is the second time, like month in a row that we've agreed on like either both or at least one wine right I know it's like we're either getting really lucky or my palate is getting better or worse one of the two (laughs) let's say it's getting better honestly I like to think it's getting better and not worse because I'm trying more wines knowing what I like (laughs) we basically scored pretty different on the Chardonnay yeah like a whole point off almost um and but like a point one off on the you know noir yeah so you said 3.8 right three point did i say eight? uh hold on i wrote it down where'd you go 3.9 oh you did three point i did 3.8 did Here. i do 3.8 yeah i did i wrote oh, yeah. it down so like point one off it's not bad no it's very close for us i'll take it <laughs> same damn and the t- moment we've all been waiting for <gasps> the book the book yay yes. 
Well, why are you so excited to talk about it, Kristen? It was so twisted in a way. Like it's okay. So you and I have read like murder novels, like people dying, people being like kidnapped and like fearing for the life, like all that shit. Like we've read that shit. Yeah. This is twisted in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) And I was not like, I expected something to do with the children, but I didn't expect to read the shit I read. Um, when you're reading Verity's like autobiography, obviously a big twist at the end. Yeah. Did I see it coming? I felt like there had to be, I didn't guess what actually happened, but I felt there had to be something else. Yeah. I couldn't figure out what it was. (laughs) And then I read what it was and I was like, huh. Right. Okay. Makes a little more sense. But at the same time, I still didn't fully believe <laughs> the end either. So yeah, that's pretty much sums up my experience with it too. Like I, my, the reason I wanted to read this is because it's all over book TikTok. Like people have been talking about it for like the past year. And that's mainly the reason why I read, um, oh my God, what's it called? Uh, something in the end what's it called shit what's her in the end actually why am I helping you I have no freaking clue (laughs) Um, it all happens in the end it happens it it ends with us there we go you were close you were close um it's uh yeah so that's why I wanted to read it um and then like you had read it ends with us I read it ends with us and I was like oh let's I never read ends with us this is my first Colleen Hoover book you told me about the other one what yeah I I didn't read it oh I definitely thought you did you should read it well okay so you and I talked about it (laughs) I think we've talked I think I've talked about how I thought when I was reading it ends with us I thought it was going to be a thriller because all I'd heard about is Verity on TikTok and I was like it's a it's a thriller so I'm going into her like it ends with us novel thinking it's going to be a thriller no it's a romance and it's sad as fuck and then uh um and then I so and it was still really good like I I absolutely loved it ends with us but so then Verity I was like oh sick wonder how this is going to turn out but I knew because like people have been saying that there's a crazy twist at the end. So I was like, kind of ready for something crazy. And I'm like thinking throughout the whole book, I'm like, what could it be? What's going to be weird? What's going to like happen? And then I like thought of a whole bunch of like, and I was like getting pretty messed up in my thoughts. And then I did not guess that that's how it would be. I, um, I like kind of thought that when they got the two of them had their baby and were together at the end. Um, and by the two of them, I mean, Lowen and Jeremy. Um, yeah. I thought um, I was like, okay, this is, this is how it is. It is what it is. He killed Verity. Um, but then I realized that wasn't the whole story and that wasn't the end. And then I was like shook. Um, so yeah, I, 
it was a wild book that I like eventually couldn't stop reading. Right. You're just like, like I was telling you before we started, it was a little bit of a struggle for me to like read it yesterday, but I think that wasn't the, I don't think it was so much the book. I think I would have had an issue reading anything. I was just like very, like, I felt very ADD yesterday, Gotcha. but I had to read it yesterday because we were doing the podcast tonight and I only picked it up on Monday because we only decided it last week when I was not in the country. <laughs> So I was like, I need to, I need to read it. But then on Tuesday I dicked around and I did not read it. So I was like, oh, I'll be fine on Wednesday. And then yesterday just was like, my mind was just like, what's over there? Squirrels over there? Look Aww. over the opposite direction. Oh, there's a squirrel over there. Let's look over there again. So, but I got into the groove finally, at like 8.30. And between still being slightly distracted and like fighting sleep, I finished it by midnight. Oh, nice. <laughs> which, which is pretty long considering it's not a long book. But the fact yeah. that I was like all over the fucking place, that's pretty good considering the fact that when I'm all over the place, it takes me way longer. But <laughs> I digress. Um, it definitely did not help that it took a little bit to get into it. But yeah. even when I was into it, I still was struggling to keep attention to it. But it picked up to the point where I was just like, WTF what was happening the best parts of the book though for me was um Verity's biography because I was just like yeah it's so fucking twisted yeah. and I was just like I was just like oh like what's happening the Lowen Jeremy thing it was okay the yeah. point I liked of that part was Lowen's interactions with Verity and how creeped out she was yeah, that's fair. The whole Jeremy thing was like me. He's there. I know. And then like for a while I thought maybe he actually did something was gonna like turn out to have done something to like the girls, but like he was just kinda there. Twist but also twisted in his own way, we find out later. Like he tried to kill Verity in the way she kind of had invented for herself. I guess he was so like impassioned by the like I guess it's like when I read the letter I was just trying to like and we found out that he his child died and then he finds this novel autobiography well, the fact that she calls him an autobiography is an issue yeah yeah I the fact that like um uh what am I trying to say the fact that he read it and he thinks it's an autobiography their two daughters just died yeah one was when she was alone with her son and their last daughter I guess it sounds horrible saying that but you know what I mean like (laughs) and then you read this like horrible like autobiography (laughs) about how she was like what she was thinking and stuff I was just like yeah like a dad so or mother because other way around so consumed by love for their children and like all this stuff is happening I feel like I could see certain parents probably resort to killing their spouse over oh yeah for sure so 
I can see his point. Was I still expecting it? No. Was I expecting what's her face to be so like into killing him or helping kill the chick? Like Verity, right? No, I I didn't think she was gonna be that involved with it. I'm a hothead. I get super mad a lot. I can get mad over the little thing, but am I gonna like me thinking that I'm so mad that I would actually do what Jeremy did, where yeah. he actually like her writing and thinking about it is one thing. Cause like she like she explained why she did it. Um, and she literally just only wrote it on paper. She didn't actually do anything like that. He physically put her in a car, tied her up with duct tape, and like drove into a tree. Yeah, like legit though. Like, as much as I can, like, see a parent doing like cracking after all the like loss that they had, and potentially doing something like that. That's so like, it's just. Hard to wrap your head around that yeah. that actually like that like I can't think of myself being that mad to do that. that. Yeah, legit. So it's just that's a lot of emotion. Yeah, right. Being like WTF on it. It was a yeah. It was like I mean, there's so many twists that you're just like, well, what? Well, what? Well, what? And then to just like I, I think you kind of touched on it before but like reading her quote-unquote autobiography you're like this is so messed up but it also like what I liked about it is it's one of those books that left you thinking too like the whole time now like since I finished it I've been like huh thinking about all these other things like you know I get that Verity was a writer and she was trying to channel like the antagonist in order to like be a better writer for her novel series but but at the same time it's like for her to be able to concoct something so like traumatic is almost like okay at what point does some of that seep into your reality but I understand too that like she does say her like her publisher told her you know to really think about um the exact opposite of what she was feeling in those specific moments and it's like but even then I was like I don't know if I could like I don't know if I'd have the capability to do it so either she's slightly messed up in her own way to be able to do that or she's just a hell of a lot stronger than some of us including myself so I don't know well, and I'm very intrigued by the whole, um, so you think you're getting to know who Verity is based off of the autobiography and you're like, oh my God, you're such a twisted ass person, like slash your psychopath. And then you find out that she's not. But then you're kind of like, well, who really is she? Like, what parts of that, that autobiography are slightly true? Yeah, exactly. In some way, right? Like, yeah. did she have some of these feelings in some way that mm-hmm. she maybe didn't really think about it? Then it's also kind of like, I never really understood why she 
wanted to take crew away from Jeremy. I I just honestly like like I get it thinking reminding remembering about the fact that like he obviously just tried killing her and yeah pretending that she was like that so never mind I take that back <laughs> um but then it's also kind of like you're looking at Lowen and Jeremy and then you're like you kind of judge them too because you're like that is super fast how things happened yeah at the same time and you're like like I I was just like they both agreed that it was like super fast yeah but I think it's just like different when you're like reading it and you're like oh my god they like it was kind of like Jeremy knew what he was doing like well I maybe didn't really think about it when they're like having sex and stuff and like he was like I'll pull out I'll pull out and then like he didn't the third time or whatever it's like did you warm her up to the idea of like the whole like sexual encounter and then got it you wanted more children so bad you like just kind of like didn't then like the next time when she was unsuspecting and didn't think about it kind of thing yeah just so that in hopes that you would get her pregnant so then you kind of like lock her in hoping that she'd be a better mother than like what you think is a psycho person that you were married to that happens to be upstairs kind of thing and like you can start having more children that's so true I like didn't even think of it that way too I literally just thought of that as we we're talking about it <laughs> I didn't think about it last night but now I'm like oh well maybe he was even if he was maybe sub, no, I don't know. He seems kind of like a little unhinged, but then he's grieving. But I don't know. No, that's so true, honestly. Because was he as perfect and like nice as we all think he is? Or maybe some of the no. stuff like seems a little sus- suspect. Well, besides but, killing his, the two times he tried killing his wife. That's, I well, mean, like that's, I like get it why he would attempt to, but also because he legitimately thought she murdered his daughter um, and like technically tried to murder the other one. And then, um, but at the same time, it's like, is he any better? (laughs) Like, I don't know. Well, and I don't understand why if in the end he kills her why he didn't kill her when she like and make it look like an accident to begin with like yeah okay he tried and she failed or he failed so all pretending like all that stuff but it took until like Lowen was like no I seriously fucking just saw her like all this stuff no you need to read this manuscript and him being like where did you find it and then him confronting her before he killed her instead of just being like why didn't you just finish the job when you realize that she didn't actually die yeah like exactly or were you not wanting to do it for other reasons like Like, i feel like there's so many 
unanswered parts to the story that it's like you could easily like have a need to want to dissect their full like intentions and minds and like other attributes um but it's I kind of like that you don't get to know the answers because it's just like not many books leave me thinking about it after the fact and this one definitely did and I'll probably continue to think about it and like also I feel like all three of the carrot like sorry oh my goodness um I feel like um the three main characters so of Verity Jeremy and Lowen um I feel like they're all equally fucked up in their own way like like if you think about it Verity's the best out of the three if if what you find out at the very end is actually true because she didn't kill anybody versus Jeremy murdered her and Lowen helped and it's like okay so there you have it (laughs) and that's the twisted part because you go into this whole book thinking that Verity is the psycho person that's like murdered her daughter and attempted to murder her first one who ended up dying anyway um and like is a terrible mother and then you come to realize that that whole thought was completely wrong and she ends up being the best of the three kind of yeah ultimately in a way she is ends up being the best because like Lowen has like so many like I feel like there's more to Lowen than just her waking up and like date like sleepwalking yeah I don't know I seem like there was like more to it which I guess maybe is like the whole point of the book is like there's so many little variables that you're like well the fact that like yeah like your two daughters are now dead and you're and you find this autobiography that you think is an actual legit autobiography from your wife where she like didn't want her kids and like all that stuff to the point that it breaks you to make you want to try and kill her yeah to um, or if there was like underlying like maybe you were already kind of hinged already and this was just kind of a way to unleash it yeah that's so and terrible. who knows what you're co- capable of and then like the whole low end with her um secrets and you don't really know what the secrets are and then you kind of the whole picture of her sleepwalking and perching or whatever on a <laughs> railing and then breaking her arm and all this stuff when she was sleeping when she's young like it's like well there has to be something besides just sleepwalking that's I don't know there yeah what's just happen right yeah because like I feel like her mom couldn't have been scared of her for just sleepwalking I just don't believe that well exactly I feel like there was maybe something more to it no I agree like something that we just weren't told right because like I don't know 
I feel like there's definitely more to it. Oh, I agree. More to the story. <laughs> and now we're just going to always wonder. I know, uh, right? Shit. Yeah. Damn, man. Which, it is what it is, I guess, but yeah. <laughs> My mind went very hard on that one, but yeah. There's a lot of unanswered questions that makes you kind of go in different ways. And I cannot believe this girl like writes just fiction. She'd probably make a she was a pretty good um thriller writer, actually. Yeah, legit. Cause this is like I know you and I were talking about it before, but um out of the books I've read in general over the year so far. I don't remember every single one, but I think it is like my top one, or at least the top five of the year. It's definitely the top one of the ones that we've read for the podcast. Oh, this is already my top for the year, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to look back at my list and remember whatever single book was, <laughs> but this is my only thriller I've read of the year. That's so, fair. so that's are like already making it like really good because like obviously like you read all these like romance chick lit books and you're just like same old well actually okay just based off of that comment I'd say this is definitely the best book of the year because <laughs> it makes you think way more than any of the other ones do that is super true though I definitely agree so I agree with you definitely the uh peak one of the year only like 190 <laughs> or so left to go I know damn um, what's your limit for this year like my goal mm-hmm. um I think I said 40 oh my gosh I totally forgot uh hold on uh, did you do 35 last year I did 32 last year my goal was 30 this year my goal is 40 and I am at 14 already 15 oh wow wait I'm at 15 already yeah nice you're almost halfway there I know I'm like happy about it honestly (laughs) it's going well you're way closer than me really oh yeah well I'm like of 200 I'm only at 35 okay that's but that's still good you like you just have a higher goal than me I've almost made your goal (laughs) like that's where I'm like dude you you've almost made my goal you're like definitely ahead of me I know my problem is is that like I can be strong and then near the end I like taper off and don't finish strong fair that's what like I I was on pace to do like one book a week. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll get to like 50 books then this year. Um, but I slowed down the last couple of weeks because I was like listening to some podcasts. But now I'm back in full swing and I just finished two books in the last two days. So I'm like, okay, perfect. We're, we're doing well. I'm here for it. What books have you read? I was like, I'm I gonna... guess I should tell you what I've read. Um I guess I'm segueing into, are we going to say anything more on the book besides the fact that we love it before we just like full on cut over? Uh, 
That's a great question. I really just, I mean, love it. Yes. Uh, already number one for the year. Yes. Recommend it. Yes. Um, yeah, I like, I give, I gave it five stars out of five on my Goodreads. So for me, it is as good as it can get. Yeah, I agree. I think it's super good. I think, um, yeah, I totally recommend this. I'm definitely giving this to Tay to read. Ooh, I think she would enjoy it. Yeah, I think she would. Too. So, but yeah, deaths, um, top book of the year. It's definitely like you kind of have to go for the ones that make you think and kind of guess. Definitely makes me think more deeper into like what's happening. Yeah. It's actually one of the better thriller ones we've read in the last two years. Oh, that great. Late. Agreed for sure. Like there might be one or two I still like a little bit more, but this is like one of the top ones. Uh, Cause like there's that one year we pretty much did a lot of them. Last year we didn't do a lot of thrillers, I think. Was it last year? Yeah, I, I think so. I felt like it. Or maybe last year. Fuck, I don't remember last year very well. Never mind. Either way. <laughs> one of the top thrillers that we've done at least since COVID started yes also agreed honestly it's like one of my top thrillers but also like I honestly really think it's like one of my top book choices too yeah yeah just in general I really liked it yeah I quite liked it too yeah sure I have so many good top choices that'd be hard but it is one of my babes. So top 20. There you go. We'll go with that. (laughs) I can't commit to anything more. Also. Okay. Over thought it, but we'll go. We'll go with it. So, okay. So we figured that out. So let's cut. Excuse me. I'm hiccuping today. Let's cut to da, 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 what you read. I don't have a long list, sadly, because like I said, I took a break from reading a little bit because um, I think the last time we chatted, I did say I finished Last Girl Ghosted by Lisa Unger, uh, which I know you have that book. I just don't know if you've read it yet. I, I thought I read it. Mm, I don't it think was, so. No, it was okay. Um, I gave it three out of five stars. Like it was meh. Um, then it make I, me want to read it. Sorry. Like I was excited about <laughs> it, but then also as I was reading it, like it was just un, like unremarkable, I guess. Like it didn't leave a lasting impression. Really. Yeah, I get that. I couldn't even tell you what it was about. Oh yeah, I can. It was like fine. It again, like kind of sent you through like, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, wait, this is going to happen. Wait, nope. It's going to be different now. And like, so like twists and turns for sure, but like they weren't super grandiose twists and turns. So it was kind of just like just a mediocre thriller. Sorry to Lisa Unger. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you read as many thrillers, I think as we do it, it gets hard to surprise us. So that's why I think Verity left an impression and will leave an impression on us um, because it was very different um, and also very jarring. And the more jarring the book, 
the more of an impression it will have on us is kind of what I think. Yeah, because I was not, I don't know. Sometimes we read thrillers and I'm like, I kind of guessed that was going to happen. Yeah. This one was nice because we didn't really, I don't think, I couldn't really guess what was happening. I didn't predict it, nothing. I knew there was something, but I couldn't tell you what it was. Some of the ones that we read, I'm like, yeah, I knew that was happening. That's fair. That's fair. So. Yeah, let's continue. Uh, that's it. <laughs> and then I read Verity. <laughs> I thought you said you read two books. Oh, right. Verity. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to ask you. What? I always ask you this. Did you read it or did you listen to it? And by listening. Um, so. Um, legit audiobook or did you listen to Siri reading it to you? So I was in a bit of a time crunch with getting this book. So I very much contemplated actually buying it, but like actually like from Indigo, an actual book. But um, I tried to get an audio book version. It was really hard. Didn't get it in time. So I got a EPUB version and I kind of did half and half this time. So I like, I've been trying to spend a little bit more time each day, just physically reading a book instead of listening to it. Um, so I would like spend some time about 50% of the book at night reading it. And then the other 50%, um, like if I was getting ready in the morning, I would just have Siri read it to me with voiceover. So, um, so a little bit of both. Um, I still weirdly prefer just being able to listen to a book because I'm able to like zone out, listen and do other tasks. But there is something to be said. I quite enjoy lately reading before bed. Um, and I enjoy physically reading rather than listening before bed. So I think I'm going to start kind of like doing both, um, a little bit more. So, yeah, that's fair. Totally get that. Yeah. Reading before bed sometimes is nice, except for when you fall asleep on top of your book. Right. Or if you're reading off your iPad or book <laughs> and it's a heavier book and it drops on your face, then it's not so nice. That's, that is fair. <laughs> I've had those happen to me multiple times. So. I look forward to that <laughs> happening to me, honestly, going forward. Um, and I actually did lie to you. Well, not lie. I um, actually, sorry, I did read another book and I just finished it today. And that I forgot about. Um, it was The Perfect Wife by J.P. Delaney. Um, and this one was good too. I really liked this one. It is a thriller. Um, it's very different. It's like, it brings the tech world uh, to thriller and as, as well as like a domestic thriller as well. So like, it was really interesting to read. And it was like, also, it definitely threw me for a loop at the end too. So um, this one, I, I enjoyed just as much as I had Verity. So I've had pretty good luck with thrillers these days. That sounds so familiar. What's that called? Oh, wait. It's called wait, The Perfect what? Wife by J.P. Delaney. And I feel like the reason it sounds familiar is because the author is the same author of the girl before the other book I sent you. Oh, 
Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to check it out because yeah, that that sounds really good. Yeah, yeah. I I recommend it. It was it was very good. So. So it's been a month of thrillers for me and that's about it. <laughs> what about you? So it went a little wild. So within a week, I read eight books and that was only because I was on vacation and I, you know, I'm crazy and I, yeah. <laughs> so um, I didn't opt in my spreadsheet super greatly so if I repeat some people might recognize between last episode and this episode I apologize I thought I got where I was wait where am I oh right okay so um okay so I read Hook Line and Sinker by Tessa Bailey mm. uh Trouble Next Door by Stephanie London the Schemer by Avery Flynn, The Charmer by Avery Flynn, The Negotiator by Avery Flynn, Awkward by Avery Flynn, Parental, <laughs> Parental Guidance by Avery Flynn, Getting <laughs> uh, no, Lucky Number Seven by Cindy Madsen, Best Man by Kate Evans, Loudmouth by Avery Flynn, Just One Week by uh, Alice Gaines, Muffin Top by Avery Flynn. I Flynn wrong. Um, Big Dane, Her Best Friend's Brother by Tia Souders. Verity, obviously, by Colleen Hoover. Heidi's Guide to Four-Letter Words by Tara Civic and Andy Arndt. Um, Good Girl Complex by Ellie Kennedy and If the Shoe Fits by Julie Murphy. Dang. So I subscribed to this thing called Scribd. Um, so that's why I have like a bunch of Avery Flint's because like I pay like 15 bucks per month or so and it's like a shit ton of like free books on top of like they're different books than like just reading they're free but not free but I can read for 14 bucks per month or 15 or whatever works out to the amount of books I can read like I read um five six um six seven eight eight nine nine out of what I just told you off of that site maybe 10 for 14 bucks a month like if I even had to pay for that off of like iBooks and stuff it totally makes it worth it oh that's pretty great by the way, that's that's sometimes why I like read like a bunch of authors at the same time. That's that makes sense. Of that site. <sighs> Anyways, so that's what I've read. So I'm at a total of 35 books per uh, for the year. So I need to get going if I'm going to make 200 this year again. I failed. I failed myself last year. Oh no, you got this. You got this. You're doing so good. I know I did so good last year at the beginning and then I like taped it off that's my I feel like I need to like go hard at this point <laughs> and then like by t- and then that way if I taper off kind of at the in the fall at least I'll have enough I'll be like far enough ahead that like I it wouldn't matter too much so I don't know 
Mm-hmm. I'm off next week for four days. So hopefully I can get some raining done. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Yay. You got this. Yeah. And we just need to figure out what we're going to read for next month. Yeah. Legit. I'm kind of feeling the thriller. Are you? Yeah. A little bit. Okay. I mean, I feel like there's some out there. There's a oh, new- wait, we already chose next month. Did we? Yeah. What did we do? I'm waiting for it to arrive. What is it? The one by JP Delaney. Oh, the girl before. Oh, yay. Okay. If it's anything like the one I just read, it'll be good. <laughs> Hopefully. I like how we both forgot what we were doing. <laughs> That's what happens when you're too busy. Ladies in their 30s. Yay. Yeah, it's a little nuts. People, how busy. Like, I always told people, I'm not busy. And then, like, I feel like since end of January to now, I feel like I'm, like, busy. <laughs> for pretty much everything. So That's fair. I'm saying it's a good thing. But I feel like that's just what I tell people all the time. <laughs> and it's made fair. it way harder for you and me to plan our recordings. It's true. Like holy shit, is it ever? I'm intrigued to see how next month's gonna work out. Oh, we've got the book for next month. That's perfect. We're on a roll. Yes. And I will let you. I will post it on our Instagram page for all you people, in case you didn't pay attention to what we just said and heard what we said it was. But it's shit. What was it? Uh, the girl, girl before by JP Delaney. <laughs> Thank you. I knew I had girl on it, but I forgot. So I'm super excited. I don't think I've ever read JP Delaney before. So I'm intrigued to see um, what kind of book this is going to be. Because, yeah. I hope it's good. I feel like it's going to be good. Just again, based on the book I just finished. But also the reason I suggested it was because um, they've made it into an uh, HBO Max TV show, The Girl Before. So um, it's kind of one of those TV show nights. Yeah, exactly. So kind of fun there. I'm in. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. <in. laughs> Since uh, I think we're both talked out of everything that we you guys probably care us talking about to you guys <laughs> um you guys can follow us at boozeandbooks.podcast our personals at lynn.z l-i-n-d dot s-a-i-d and kristen.shu s-h-e-w and you can email us at boozeandbooks at gmail.com b-triple-o-z-e-a-n-d-b-triple-o-k-s at gmail.com and check out our Instagram page for next month, which is The Girl Before by JP Delaney. And we will chit chat to you all later. Perfect. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.